Look at all the wonderful things you have, Mr. Burns. King Arthur's Excalibur, the only existing nude photo of Mark Twain, and that rare first draft of the Constitution with the word suckers in it. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. And we're back. That quote, of course, is from one of one episodes we will be talking about today, and that episode is called Rosebud. My name is Greg. My name's Alan. Do we really need to clarify we're doing one of one episodes? We can just say of the episode. I, um... You're a slave slave to the form. I just listened to it, to to that podcast where Uh I said that, Yeah, and I thought it was funny. Yeah, I mean, it was funny the first time. Yeah, and I... Diminishing returns, Greg. It is, yeah, but but you know me... (laughs) Until until uh, until it's zero, yeah, okay. absolute zero. As long as there's one, yeah, chuckle, yeah. All right, well, yeah. we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> uh, I welcome will to drive two bad it neighbors. Into the ground, I swear <laughs> I n- to God, I know you will. <laughs> welcome to bad neighbors. Uh, yeah, so we're uh, continuing our uh, season five tradition, kind of so far, of uh, one episode per uh, podcast, and uh, this time around we're talking about Rosebud. Now, before we get into that, mm-hmm. how have you been? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been uh, performing a show. Yeah, I've been I've been performing a show at uh, St. Patrick's Island. By the way, those of you in Calgary who have never been to St. Patrick's Island, what are you doing? It's amazing. Yeah, it's actually really it's yeah, really great. It's a absolutely beautiful uh, piece of the city that I don't think enough people know about. Yeah, well, because they they just like revamped it after the flood. They really right? did. They really did. I don't think there is a like a speck of dirt on that island that is mm. not. Somehow man-made. Planned. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't think I even knew of it before uh, last year. I feel like it wasn't even there. Yeah. <laughs> the flood created it, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, cool. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. You've um, been playing a lot of Pokemon Go? Uh, I mean, like, whenever I go out, I turn it on and and play. Um, and uh, it's it's fun. It's a fun game. I enjoy it. I enjoy the, like interactive nature of it um i like catching pokemon that appear in weird places because <laughs> uh, i turn my camera on right yeah so it's, it's hard like, it's harder to catch them that way did you know that no i didn't yeah it's, so it's like like a, a wild pidgey appeared and it's in your hair uh, <laughs> take that mom it's, yeah i'm uh <laughs> oh i told my mother about it <laughs> when she came to um when 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 she came to uh, the show. to the, see the show in yeah. St. Patrick's Island, yeah, I told her all about it, and uh, she was uh, about as thrilled about it when she was equally as thrilled about Pokemon as she was when I told her I was hosting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> which as, as she warmed up to it, at which all. as some of our loyal listeners know, <laughs> she is not a fan. <laughs> She's not listened to it. No. Let's be clear. It's not that she's not a fan because she listened to it and hated it. Yeah. She just thinks that Greg's wasting his life. Yeah. She thinks uh, <laughs> this, is a, this, is, this is a poor to miserable excuse for a way to spend my time. Yeah. And... I mean, she's not wrong. No, she's not. But I like it. Yeah, so it's fun. It's fun for me. Get off my back, mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's, that's my life. Great. It's so fun. <laughs> Sounds, sounds fun. I really can't complain. I'm okay. in a, I'm in I'm in a great show, and I'm super happy to be back in Prince's Island Park nice. uh, next week. Because uh, 
can do the full show. I can do the full show, and yeah. we'll see if I remember my lines. <laughs> It'll come back to you. Yeah, I remember them. I am slain. I'm pretty sure is one of them. Well, I've said that, right, for the whole thing. For yeah, even the shortened version, to be or not to be. I'm pretty sure that's you. That is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to be or not to. Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Is that another fire, one? burn and cauldron? cauldron bu- stubble. Bu- did, did they rhyme bubble with bubble? I think they did. <laughs> double, double toil and trouble. Right. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> How have you been? You got a new t-shirt. I do. I just got it today. Uh, our good friend, uh, Dr. Ife Abiola, gifted it to me. Uh, I guess it was supposed to be a birthday present, um, but it was... Uh, missed that. Yeah, he kind of missed it. No, it, uh, apparently it was sold out uh, when he went to order it originally. Oh, the thoughts and there. so uh, he... Just uh, got it for me when he could. And Personally, I'm today. a big fan of late birthday gifts. I'm fine with it, because then it's not like, you know, it kind of extends uh, your birthday a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. if someone, if like, like, say I had only 12 friends, and I was like, hey, everybody give me a present for my birthday on a different month, <laughs> then I'd get a present every month. That would be awesome. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Uh, also, start, you would start be doing the worst. That. I know. <laughs> <laughs> No, sorry, you were assigned to October this year, so I will not accept this. Take it back. And give Alan, it to me in birthday. October. Can I just give it to you? No, wait until October. That was your assignment. You you knew this when you signed up to be my friend. I have, like, a contract people have to sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, uh, it is a Billy and the Clonosaurus uh, t-shirt um, on the Jurassic Park logo, <laughs> of course. Um the note that accompanied it was simply, what were you thinking? <laughs> and it actually kind of terrified me because, uh, I mean, we, uh, Ife and I live together. Yeah. And so I went to work this morning and there was just a package in my passenger seat in my car that said, what were you thinking on it? <laughs> and I was just like, uh, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I had no idea what it was. Shit. I was like, how did someone get in my car? Yeah. And then I opened it. I realized it was probably from Ife. And I realized, you know, I leave my keys out in the living room sometimes, so he probably just mm, was able betrayed to. your trust. Yeah, yeah, but you know, for a good reason. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's that's my life. All right. Cool. <laughs> that was uh, how have you been? Yeah. Um, before we start talking about the episode, we of course need to introduce our guest. Yep. So we will do that right. Now. Nick Smith. <laughs> ah, I can speak. You can speak. Oh, the, it's a miracle. The muzzle has been removed. It's amazing that people actually let us do that. <laughs> First time guests, usually. Yeah. The they don't, people who come back are usually like, all right, fuck yeah, this. Yeah, you guys, you guys are jerks. <laughs> you guys are uh, dumb. How dare you make me wait? Six and a half minutes? <laughs> really? I'm what? a busy man. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so first time guest, uh, you specifically requested this episode, so uh, and that was like better have two some years good ago shit to say. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Pressure's on. Pressure's on. Now. That's no, but, that's true. But this is this is two years in the making. Yeah, pretty much. Have I mean, we been doing no, this? No, we have years? not. A year, <laughs> a in year the making. and a bit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, essentially, around when we first started doing it, uh, Nick wrote to us and said, "I would like to guest when you guys do Rosebud." And we were in season two at the time, I think. So we're like, "Okay, see you in uh, like three years." I wrote to you uh, or never <laughs> with my voice because <laughs> I don't point. know if yeah. we'll even get there. Yeah, exactly. So, but it happened. Look where we are. Yeah, Look, we made it. My God, yeah, we made it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> looks like we made it. Whoops. Yeah, uh, I'm not a singer. Really I'm not nailing a these quotes, these references. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm a little tired. Uh, but so with all of our first-time guests, we like to do a little segment we like to call What's Your Story? In which we ask uh, you, Nick, what your story is vis-a-vis The Simpsons. More so, I mean, you can tell us other things if you want, but mostly like what's your relationship to The Simpsons? How did you discover it? If you do you tell us other it, things, I will edit it out. He will edit it out, oh, and God. you will never be asked back. So <laughs> <laughs> what is your story? Well, I suppose we should uh, start from the beginning, um, as all... Good stories. Good stories do. All right, Hemingway. Uh, I am exactly. I am exactly one year older than The Simpsons. Fun fact: I wow. was born on December seventeenth, nineteen eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. In the first episode of The Simpsons, Simpsons roasting on an open fire. December seventeenth, nineteen eighty-nine. My first birthday. So, well, hey, I can kind of exactly track. I can kind of track what. So uh, you're one year older than the on. television show. Yes, yeah. not the Tracy Ullman. Not the, not the characters themselves. That's not The Simpsons. Well, it That's is. <laughs> yeah, well, it is the Simpsons. Well, because the Simpsons it is the is Simpson the most, family uh, successful spin-off in television history. There's a cat. No. There's oh, a so cat. There is. Yeah. What where? Just kind of just kind of watching in the us window. There. Oh, it's a mittens. It's a mittens. <laughs> it's a mittens. Is that its name? <laughs> the cat has little booties. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's you a just black cat them. with white with white feet. All right. Yeah. Anyway. I think it's adorable. <laughs> it's good. Sorry, I I get distracted sometimes. Go on. I so, would definitely let that cat in if it wouldn't kill Allie. Mm, good call. Yeah. That would kill me too. Oh, good. So, yeah, um, I watched The Little Simpsons when I was a kid. I was never really that into it. Um, oh, yeah, I should say uh, no relation to Catherine Smith, but ironically, <laughs> I am, um, the ironing is delicious. I am uh, Janelle Harms's cousin right so yeah we grew up together we watched a lot of simpsons it was really uh she was the one who was more into it i think yeah. when we were kids well because um, she cause so you because you have one sibling correct yes i have yeah. a sister and uh and janelle does not have any siblings but your families kind of all grew up together in kind of a sibling format in a lot of ways yeah sort of i yeah. guess more so than a lot of cousins i know anyway yeah. like like you guys are a lot closer like uh like like i said like kind of like roommates? siblings we are. We currently, currently roommates. roommates. Yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> so, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for cousins. Like my cousin just got married, and I wasn't invited to the wedding. So that's oh, that's an example oh. of like, yeah. They God, I wish that was my case for me. <laughs> In fact, I get invited my... to all of my cousins' weddings, and I always have to be like, I no. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't do it. And and then my mo- I have to go through the whole thing with my mother, where she's like, "Well, why can't you do it? I have to work." <laughs> And I don't know these people. Yeah. How many how many cousins do you have? Is this like 17. a regular occurrence? Wow. I've got fifteen. Yeah. Seventeen I don't on know my, how many I have. On on my mom's side and zero on my father's. Oh wow. Yeah. Nailed that one. <laughs> like my mom has like six siblings, so I'm sure I have a lot more than I yeah, know. You but, definitely do. But like the but And then she'll mention ones that is yeah. like, Oh, you know, like Janelle, no. <laughs> I don't know why I said Janelle. Uh, you do know Janelle. I do. Uh, uh, you know uh, uh, Michelle, right? Yeah. And I'll be like, no, no. Who's oh, it's your Mich- cousin. What? Your, your cousin. <laughs> it's like, do you mean your cousin? It's like, yes, but she's yeah, your but cousin it's kinda too. Your co- yeah. Why would I know convoluted. that person? <laughs> why would I know that person? I and why would I? And care? it's like, and uh, why would I remember that person when, if I did ever meet them, which I know I haven't, I probably would have been seven. Yeah, and I don't remember anything about w- when I was seven, except that I was, yeah, except that I existed. <laughs> yeah, 
because I'm I'm 26 now, therefore I must have been seven at one point. I have about one memory from when I was seven. And what that is was it? My, uh, that was my sister uh, throwing my pogs down the stairs. <laughs> oh, no. I was furious. Did they have Alf on them? Uh, no, I didn't have any Alf pogs. I wish I did. Remember Alf? He's back in pog form. I guess it's, uh, well, that's one of the last no, times we've seen Millhouse because he's missing. <laughs> yes, which we will get to. Um, so, did you? Uh, so, growing up, uh, you obviously growing watched up, it, but it wasn't like growing up. I wasn't a huge fan until yeah. I was about sixteen. I okay. was. Uh, I spent a summer in BC, and I was doing some uh, drywalling. So. As one does in BC. As one does in BC. Yeah, of course. And uh, there wasn't really a whole lot else to do. I didn't know anybody around there. I didn't have, uh, I don't think I had an internet connection even. (laughs) So I just, uh, I got myself a portable DVD player and I got a bunch of seasons of The Simpsons and I would just, I would watch a bunch of Simpsons every night, right? And that's when it really dawned on me that, holy shit, this show is, this show (laughs) is so, so, so good. Uh, So did you, so you didn't watch like rerun, like syndication too much then on TV Uh, that you remember? There was... Uh, maybe a little bit, but there was—I know there was one episode we had on VHS. It was uh, the one where Bart sells his soul. Oh yeah, and that's that's you know what one... that episode's called. Uh, ooh, uh, Bart sells his soul. It's called Bart sells his soul. Damn that's it. what it's called. <laughs> that was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> and you fell for it. All right, so, uh, so I think I know the answer, but I just want to be sure. Do you have a favorite episode? Well, I yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes. Okay. It's in the top five. Gotcha. It's hard to nail one down. But, it's yeah, it's uh, one of those one things is, where you don't want to so, so, pick, so ch- pick a child. Yeah, yeah, I understand. It's in flux. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people's top ten movies, right? It's fluid. Are very fluid. But Changes like as you the, go. The ten generally stay pretty close. Stay but in that the, realm. The order moves around a lot. Depending on your mood or your yeah. how when yeah. you last watched one. Not for me though. I have an Infinity film. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, well, it's right over there. It's right over there. Yeah, that's good, the bad, and the ugly. This is a audio medium, so I needed to. Well, say I was it. pointing it to Nick mostly, and I was right. hoping maybe sure. he'd try and guess which one of those three it was. But oh, oh, I ruined it. Yeah, you did. Uh, 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 that was. Uh, well, thanks for telling me, telling us your story, telling me. Your I'm here story. too. Greg <laughs> was not listening. Uh, <laughs> so I edit the whole thing out. <laughs> so shall we dive into Rosebud? Ah, uh, yeah. All right. So, Rosebud opens with Burns' Manor. Shot for shot remake of Citizen Kane, which That's I right. just watched. Which you just watched. For the first time yesterday. Are you going to do a synopsis? Or? Oh, yeah. That's right. You uh, like to do that. Oh, yeah. all right. Uh, <laughs> this is like a... Is it a TV guide, or are you still missing those? I, we're still, or did you just, did you just hate them? them? Uh, what? I thought maybe you just don't like them. Anymore. No, I really like them okay. when I can get them. Can you guys can't a lot find of them explain are not to me the allure of TV Guide? I can't tell. They're you very guys, concise. You really, you really actually like the TV Guide. I find guide them funny, synopsis? and I also think they're really concise. Um, Mr. Burns goes on a desperate quest to recover his cherished childhood toy, Bobo, a bear which is now in Maggie's possession. Yeah, the Ramones that, guest star. That sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that works. Yeah, it's basically a tweet synopsis yeah mm. that's that's why i like them because it's it gives us something to go off of but sometimes they have weird like uh cast listings yeah and yeah. i think those I are funny i wasn't like, sure if you were being <laughs> ironic and like hating on tv guy like, it's fine why you gotta fine hate with on it. tv yeah, guy it's cool i got no problem with tv guy <laughs> yeah, always like three hours three hours of tv guy yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so obviously uh just uh you know, big reference for this entire episode, as you mentioned, is Citizen Kane. Um, the title 
is a is taken directly from Citizen hey, Kane. Hey, no spoilers. Spoiler alert, it's his sled. <laughs> Alan. Um, <laughs> it's the sled he had when he was, when he was a, kid. a kid. His yeah. lost innocence. Uh, I actually... Have you seen Citizen Kane? Greg? I have seen Citizen okay. Kane, and I actually really, really like it. I do, too. I think um, it's a great movie. I liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought that it... It shows its age, I yeah. think, but it's still a masterpiece of its time. It's hard not to show your age when you're from 1941. Well, um, and it, it's—I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, right? I'm not like—I'm not saying that that that's a bad thing or that you're wrong or anything like that. I'm mm-hmm. just—I'm just saying like the the fundamental excellence of Citizen Kane, I think, is that. Um, the way that it told, told told its story out of chronological order, right? Um, the uh, interesting choices it made with cinematography, specifically regarding light and shadow, um, and the acting, mm-hmm. uh, which was I thought a little bit different than what was usually seen in the forties. Uh, an easy one to make a direct comparison to is Casablanca, right? Another great film, another like great movie that came out the same year and uh that movie you can tell that it's a 1940s movie well a just because of the way these people are acting like the 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 technique of film acting that they're doing right um citizen kane is just a tad more naturalistic i find it's interesting that it would be that way because most of the uh, most of the actors i believe it was their first time ever doing a film and, and radio. they were and they were uh they were st- Stage, stage and radio, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And Orson g- Welles was huge on stage and radio, right. What you usually find is um, if someone's been doing theater for a long time and then they transition to film, is you'll usually find that, or I'm, I'm told they they overemote sometimes if they're they're used to having to do that for for an mm-hmm. audience to actually see them. I think that's very much the case now. I don't really think it was the case then. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I I could go on a really really long tangent as to why I think that, but I don't think I should. Please don't. Because right. <laughs> I, I think it would be a valuable conversation to have, but not on this podcast. Citizen Kane, nineteen forty one. Casablanca, nineteen forty two. Nineteen forty two. Sorry, they were both nominated for uh, Oscars, Oscars in the same year. Yeah, <clears throat> is what I mean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. So Casablanca won. How green was my valley? One. No, Casablanca won Best Picture. Oh, then they weren't. Yeah. Whatever. That's what I was trying to say. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> so, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so this uh, episode parodies it quite a bit, mostly in terms of, I mean, Mr. Burns in general has always been kind of a loose caricature of Charles Foster Kane, and this one they just kind of make it more blatant. A representation of the corruption of, money and power and business in general. Yeah. Um but the way that the uh that the writers took to Charles Foster Kane is just brilliant. And they've been doing it they were doing it slowly piece by piece over the course of the last 4 years and this was this is the very first time that they were like, well, here it is. <laughs> no more pretense. He's our Charles Foster Kane. Yeah. The uh, the episode where they do the song and dance number that's like directly yep. out of uh, there was a man. Yeah, exactly. Was that man. was that before was this? Man. Yeah, okay. uh, that was the Marge gets a job. 
That's right. Because that's the the episode where they have the retirement party for what's his face. Right. And there's also a big uh, a big reference in uh, Last Exit to Springfield, uh, in the aviary that they go into. Oh yeah. Just a, with the weird Burns vulture. Yeah, the Burns vulture, and yeah. it's a basically a, a direct thing from Citizen Kane. Uh, yeah. You can uh, read a lot more about that breakdown in Planet Simpson. At your local library. <laughs> I don't know if it's at li- it's, it's I mean, at a library. Yeah, yeah, libraries are still a thing. So yeah. Weirdly, I well they they're the new DVD rental place. <laughs> Do you think there will be a, a pages, like something called pages, like Netflix? Oh, where you could just like get like rent or, or like take borrow eBooks? Yeah. Uh yes, absolutely. That's a great idea. It is. That's a. With, with like, because like they ha- obviously they have ebooks now where you can just buy, but like if it was like a monthly subscription where you could just like, oh, my uncle actually your ideas, to a site like that. Your ideas intrigue me, and I would like to invest <laughs> in your company. This, this is a thing, guys. Perfect. It's this, called Pages. This, this exists. This exists already. <laughs> Don't listen to Do that man. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, episode opens in Burns Manor, and uh, we have another pretty blatant reference. To Wizard of Oz with the OEO mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Um, I never really thought about it until now. I don't know why, but what the hell are those things? <laughs> the guards? Yeah. Like in Wizard of Oz as well. Aren't they're, they monkeys? Why are, why are, are they, they flying no, monkeys in the Wizard no, of Oz? In the Wizard of Oz, they're, they're guards. the gate guards. But why oh, are they saying right. OEO? Oh, um, they, they're saying all we own, we owe. Is, really? That's, that's the chant. All we own, we owe. It's like. Uh, you know, because they're the oppressed uh, lower classes that have to guard this rich guy. Huh. Yeah. I wish I was just OEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nope. If that's, like, <laughs> if that's the point they were trying to make, they should have made it clearer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah. I yeah. never I, even <laughs> thought about that. I thought they were just spouting <laughs> gibberish. Nope. Because it's the Wizard of Oz. They're, they're saying words. And the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> I don't under, understand. Yeah. I was always it was always a huge letdown for me. At the, least that's the what they're Wizard saying. Yeah. Uh, I never saw it. Uh, oh, <laughs> I meant the play. I've seen the play. Okay. Yeah, and I thought it was a huge letdown. All right, because it wasn't actually a wizard. It was just a. It was just a guy from Kansas. <laughs> I've always been bummed about that plot twist. <laughs> always. Spoilers. And it's like, oh, you're you all you had a heart all along. It's, you were brave all along. What? That's bullshit. <laughs> wow, you really missed all of that movie. <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> of a The whole point out. of the whole movie. <laughs> well, yeah. I was no, that's 10. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> I wanted to see a wizard fight a witch. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually remembering watching that as a kid and being like, Oh man, I can't wait till these guys get all the things they want. And when in that moment where he's like, like you know, you like you displayed courage and all this stuff, I was like, yeah, they did. You're right. Oh my <laughs> god, these are fully fleshed out people, and they aren't missing things. Wow, like it, it actually affected me a lot. I'm realizing right now the fact that it didn't for you. I'm like, wow. No, like, it, I, I'm telling. It affected me. Oh, just in a bad, <laughs> in a way. negative way. No, yeah. but I mean, like, it affected me in a in a very positive, like, life affirming. Humanity, and I wish I felt that. Yeah, I'm envious that I didn't feel that. I didn't. (laughs) I wish someone told me going in to this play that the wizard wasn't a wizard. That's (laughs) honestly the thing that ruined it for me because I had just read The Hobbit Mm -hmm. and I wanted more wizards wizards. in my life. 
There's real witches. Yeah, but I was like, why couldn't there be a real wizard? Killed her with water. Magic fight. Magic fight. Just water. That's all you need. Spray them with water, and they melt. That's a huge bummer for her. Does it never rain in Oz? And she doesn't shower. That's why she's Ever? That's why she's green. Ah. Oh, boy. All right. So so Burns is having a nightmare. Uh, Smithers Smithers Lobo catches him saying Bobo. Bobo. And he breaks a never break snow globe. That's right. Uh, (laughs) After we get an incredible flashback, which is also very Citizen Kane. Yeah. Um, and we see Mr. Burns as a child. With his birth parents. Yeah. And his... Uh, and, call him and Happy. Happy, yeah. And his brother. His brother George. Yeah. Of course. His brother George Burns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a silly joke. It is a silly joke. Yeah, I'm not sure I like but it. But it'll be funny when he's an old man. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you know, even as a kid, when I had no idea who... Uh, <laughs> Who he was, who George, who George Burns, Burns was. was. It was still funny. Like, ah, that kid's smoking a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I thought it was funny just because he was talking weird. My old Kentucky home. And I was Trust like, who me. is this guy? What is, <laughs> what's going on here? And uh, But now that I know who he is, I'm like, oh, okay. That's kind of a yeah, lazy I, joke. Like, you, just, you, you he has the same last up. name as Burns. You bring this up in, an, uh, in another podcast, but I was I was thinking it and I was going to say it. I'll say it anyway. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's great how they're, the uh, all the callbacks and references they make are funny in a vacuum yeah. without having to actually know, know what the they're reference referencing. Not like, yeah. um, you know, it's like 2005 and I'm going to be edgy and bash on Family Guy. You know how they're always, uh, they're doing some kind of musical dance number from, from the 40s and if right. all they're doing is a straight up reenactment of it. They're not yeah. really adding anything. It's not, there's not really much they're of a joke there. They're just doing it again. Yeah, and, and if you like, don't understand do you, it. Do you know this reference? And if you're like, I do, and it's fun. I'm, I'm But if you don't, this. you're like, what are you guys doing? This isn't comedy. This is Remember the 80s? Yeah. Seth MacFarlane does. <laughs> it can be kind of surreal, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. Funny? Uh, yeah, it's a stretch, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's, it's much harder and much more... Um, the payoff is much better when you contextualize a reference, a referential joke within the story, mm-hmm. right? Um, when it's not a tangent joke, right? And that's one of the best things about the episode Rosebud or an episode like Cape Fear is that it's an extended parody, only you don't need to have seen that film that it's parody- parodying to enjoy the episode to laugh at the at the jokes they ma- they make this episode very reminiscent of citizen kane but uh at no point is there any like any of the blatant references work as a burns character choice yes. also mm-hmm. yeah they incorporate it into the character in the story yeah so yeah. so it works it works well enough like you said in a vacuum versus it being like you know I don't know. I can't think of a good example of what would be too blatant with the Charles Foster Kane reference, but there, I'm sure there's a way you could make it like a joke that's just like, this is like Citizen Kane, remember? And it not be funny. I'm sure there would be the, a way yeah. to make the episode shittier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably. There's, I think there would be a lot of ways. Um, so anyway, so Smithers is uh, like, you know, oh no, you're t- calling for a share for Bobo, and he's like, no, I was calling for Sheriff Lobo. They never, never should have canceled that show. <laughs> <laughs> Cut I don't to even Homer. Know what that is, but it's funny. See, there's another example. Yeah. Cut, Cut to I, Homer. The, the, the name Lobo is yeah. funny. Lobo. Yeah. Cut to Homer, who's <laughs> actually yeah. having a, a nightmare about Sheriff Lobo, which is great. <laughs> I love uh, that joke. <laughs> 
and then uh, he realizes Burns' birthday is coming up, and mm-hmm. he's worried about having to do that because he always has a crummy job. Last time he was pinata holder, and Burns just hit him. <laughs> oh, can I rewind two yeah, minutes yeah. just for a second? Uh, one thing that's interesting though about Burns that they that they brought up was. Um, in the case of Charles Foster Kane, he was snatched from his family. He really mm. didn't want to go. But right. Burns, he, he, he already had that personality. Right. They're, they're not trying to make it out like, oh, this heartless billionaire tore him away from his family. Really? Happy <laughs> was already a money-grubbing bastard. Yeah, because he was instantly Even like, at Let's like roll. five years old. Let's roll. Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. So he had that ingrained in him already that he was like, he's like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm the happiest boy in the world. But like in the <laughs> recesses of his brain, he's like, what if I had a million dollars? It'd be a lot happier. And then, oh, look, a billionaire wants me. All right, bye. A yep. billionaire in yeah. 1900. Yep. That's insane. It's <laughs> a lot of. Who do you think it was? Was was Rockefeller uh, a billionaire? It was probably Rockefeller. I think or he JP was. Morgan. Rockefeller skank? JP Morgan. Is that his name? I don't know. Right about now, the funk soul. You know that song? No. Oh. Hey, I know that song. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's called the Rockefeller Skank by Fatboy Slim. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't know that That's song? That's an oxymoron. You've heard that song. Is it? Fatboy Slim? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so uh, uh, Homer this time, because he uh, <laughs> at work accidentally has um, was it coat hangers in his clothes. <laughs> Seems to be the office cut up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so Burns hires him uh for his birthday to do some comedy. And so Homer starts writing some jokes. Snappy Sinbad-esque <laughs> material. That's right. <laughs> With the weird uh Smithers uh animation. It kind of it almost looks like like I never noticed until you pointed it out, but it kind of looks like almost season 1 Smithers except not black. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it do, it really doesn't fit. It's Just totally kind of the, off like model, the lines right? are a little weird, yeah. Yeah. But uh so Homer starts writing some jokes, and, you know, he's not very good at it. Uh, Bart's taking him on, though. As Bart is wont to do at yes. this point. They're very much two peas in, the pot, uh, in a pot at this point yeah. in, in the Simpsons run. Um, this well, is, this a lot is of times the, uh, the family works really well in scenes like this, where they do purposefully pair Marge and Lisa and Homer and Bart as, mm-hmm. like, opposites, because that's kind of what they are. Yeah. Um, and you know, Lisa's like, no mom, like, you know, pointing out his foibles will, uh, earn that place quote. in the old man's heart. Yeah. And then he tell, talks about his, his Mr. Burns impression and just pulls his pants down. Yeah. And, uh, that's when Marge and Lisa are both like, uh, <laughs> yeah. the old, yeah. uh, the old Marge groan that we all love. Grumble, uh, grumble, <laughs> grumble, grumble. But, um, yeah. Uh, so we go, we go to his uh, uh, his birthday party. Um, the newspaper headline uh, I really like: Mr. Burns credits long life to Satan. Yeah, he's <laughs> a picture of him <laughs> with, him with a devil. billion dollar check <laughs> yeah. signed to Satan. <laughs> and like, I don't know if it's an editorial cartoon or an actual public record photo. Yes, could be could be either. Who knows yeah. at this point? Both are plausible. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, so uh, Homer's getting ready to leave. He's still talk, doing his joke bit. He's, you know, in, I don't want to say Mr. Burns is incontinent. Um, Do you even know what incontinent means? <laughs> Shut up. Don't, don't spoil our fun. fun. <laughs> but probably one of my favorite jokes is is when Marge says something and he says, <laughs> what does he say, like, okay, okay stupid. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Just an asshole. He gets carried away easily. Yeah. I love, I love when Homer does 
insults. I don't know why. Like, hey, Flanders, <laughs> you smell like manure. <laughs> uh oh, thanks for the nose news, neighbor. Uh, Flanders is so nice. <laughs> oh, especially in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we get two Flanders bits, and yeah. that's, there's our first one. Yeah. The other one's even better. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I'm thinking, uh, oh, no, man, I want I... roast beef, you clod. Uh, I got pen on my leg. Uh, uh, that'll never a, get out. I'm such an oaf. <laughs> did, you, did your pen explode? No, I just I just put it on myself oh. accidentally. Okay. Yeah. Um so <laughs> the guest list at Burns birthday is filled with some some choice uh political guests. Reagan, Nixon, Nixon. and then George H. W. Bush and is Jimmy turned Carter away. Are both turned away. <laughs> because no first termers. <laughs> or sorry, no one termers. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I love Jimmy Carter's like, oh, you too, you too, eh? Get away from me, loser. <laughs> Got a brother named Billy. Yeah. His teeth look silly. And that's, uh, down, this huh? is one of, one of uh, I think, the second time we've seen a HW caricature. Mm-hmm. And it won't be the last. Nope. We'll get there once we get to our namesakes episode. Um, <laughs> and then we get a, a quick little slideshow from Smithers with Burns in various poses. A life. Historical <laughs> things. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe, uh, great thing. Yep. Was that from the Seven Year Itch? Something like that. I, I, honestly, one of those movies. I honestly don't know, but I can find out. Okay. A lot of sex appeal in one episode. That's here. right. <laughs> yeah. So much sex appeal. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about Mr. Burn or Mr. Smithers, what he wants for his oh, birthday. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> the naked burns, burns coming out of the cake. Popping out of the cake. Happy uh-huh. birthday. Mr. Smithers. I like imagining the when characters daydream like that, especially in the middle of a conversation with someone, like what it looks like for the person who can't see his daydream. So like Mr. Burns <laughs> is like, you know, I won't get away what I really want. And Smithers is like, no one does. And then like just is silent for a bit and goes, uh. <laughs> or Homer, when like he's Burns imagining like, uh. what he's imagining his recording studio, he just yeah. stares into space for a while and, and then starts, starts drooling. drooling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then we get uh, the Ramones, our guest stars. They're in the guest house this week. In an excellent punk rock version of Happy Birthday, yeah. uh, they have some of the funniest lines in this entire episode. <laughs> and they only have three lines. Yeah, I just want to say this gig sucks. Yeah, up yours, Springfield. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Then <laughs> go to hell, you old bastard. <laughs> hey, I think they liked us. Uh, I love the shot, as he's saying, go to hell, you old bastard, of Burns just shaking yeah. in the audience like, and, of rage. And th- this leads to one of my favorite jokes yep. of all time, and it's have the Rolling Stones killed. <laughs> but, sir, but, sir, do are... as I say! <laughs> uh, uh, it's one of the great Burns moments, like uh, Hop in the Spruce Moose, yeah. where it's like yeah. Smithers wants to do everything he can for Mr. Burns, but sometimes he has to be like, I can't do that. I said hop in. I said hop in with a gun. Very oh excited boy. about that episode. Oh, that's a great episode. Uh, <laughs> this 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 entire uh, Burns birthday party mm-hmm. has some wonderful examples of Burns at the height of his power yep. and just uh, crapulence. Yes, <laughs> if you will. Um, I like seeing all the, p- the piles of gifts that yeah. he was given. There's a unicorn. There's, there's like seven hundred ties and just like gold, just mountains of gold and, and jewels and things. Monty Burns in candlelight. Yep, 
Wallowing um, in his own crapulence. Yeah, <laughs> wallowing in his own crapulence. But one of my favorite things is out, during Homer's uh, stand-up comedy, quote-unquote, um, <laughs> when he says, destroy him. <laughs> uh, and like It's just really subtle animation, but he lifts his finger off of the table and points at him mm-hmm. to his two security guards. And he's like, destroy him yeah <laughs> right? he barely has to lift yeah, a finger he, to yeah he, it's it's so it's so great and he doesn't even really have to raise his voice when he's like this party is over <laughs> <laughs> the SWAT team bursts uh, yeah he's got a whole yeah. SWAT team beating people up yeah you, you, for no you reason. expect Homer to be beaten but the great part about the joke is the whole SWAT team yeah. is on standby yeah. he has stormtroopers <laughs> just ready to break up every party he has yep <laughs> why do people as soon as he says this party is over <laughs> why which do, is a great why do line presidents attend <laughs> Yeah. Ta-ta, yeah, Nixon, Nixon probably got beat, up, got beat up in that. <laughs> I also love that Marge got him got Mr. Burns a dustbuster. Because, like, I understand it's like supposed to be a joke, but it's like if you think about it in care, like it's it's so stupid of her. Yeah, it is. Like, I know what mm. Mr. Burns would want. A dust- <laughs> I love dustbusting. <laughs> I bet Burns does too. And she's really sad that he doesn't. <laughs> you idiot, Marge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have to talk about the little dog that got killed. Yeah, right before <laughs> Homer's, Homer's comedy bit. Yeah, <laughs> why would you announce that? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly think Smithers like well, Smithers just doesn't like Homer. Yeah, in the, in the I don't think it was intentional though. I feel like it was just like Smithers is just like, oh, a dog was killed. I should probably inform everybody. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it wasn't uh, like to a try. Small and dog, not unlike Lassie, <laughs> Lassie was just was killed, killed in the killed parking, parking lot. lot. <laughs> Are you ready to laugh? (laughs) Poor dog. Quiet, you awful man. (laughs) (laughs) That poor dog. (laughs) I love that guy. He's just like still sad about it. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Everybody (laughs) loves dogs. Um. And then, uh, of course, we we see the quick uh, bit where, uh, as we quoted at the beginning of this episode, uh, all the different things that, Burns has, but what he really wants is his bear. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bart is also on his way to the Quickie Mart to get some ice for Homer's head welt. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get our uh, Bobo adventure montage. That's right. He goes off to several different locales, uh, starting with the Lindbergh expedition yes. across the Atlantic to it's Paris. It's your god, Lindy. Yeah. And then he gets thrown to Hitler, uh, <laughs> who carries him all the way up until the end of the war. And then he kills himself. somehow it gets to the North Pole, which yeah. is never explained. Well, I mean, so he, it's in his bunker. Hitler's in his bunker. He says, "This is all your fault." Yeah, <laughs> kills himself presumably. Yeah, uh, conspiracy theorists might say he escapes and takes the bear with him somewhere, and that's why it's in the North Pole. Ooh, mm. um, I won't, but uh, <laughs> but some may. Uh, Hitler living up there, in you know, whoever land. finds his body is probably like, "Oh, and we have to pack up all this stuff for evidence or whatever," and then it just got lost in the in the shuffle. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You can fill in the blanks. Uh, yeah, I don't I, know if I y- can, but I just think it's interesting that that montage. Goes from like it kind of shows a yeah, specific. You path. see the you yeah. see the bear in the in the water that it goes down the river to Lindbergh and it goes across the Atlantic to Paris. You see him actually to, throw it. Yeah, you to see Hitler. you see the the transitions until then. Yeah, and then it's oh, I think now. it's because they just mm-hmm. uh, or actually also there was supposed to be a additional part of the of the montage that maybe that explained a bit more. Um, where he was supposed to be have some part in the JFK assassination, <laughs> right? That was the thing I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that could be a, maybe there's some missing link there, but uh, um, they decided it was too dark for 
for the show to be like, but Hitler's oh, the not other, too dark. the other, Hitler's okay. The other, yeah, the other gunman <laughs> was a teddy bear. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then uh, Hitler's okay because he's because he's not American. Yes. He would hit too close to home. That's true. Mm. Right. But uh, they find him in the ice expedition, bring him to the Quickie Mart, uh, and Bart finds the bear. And they, s- and they sell it as, goodness. A, as, as a head bag. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I love the way uh, the animation in that shot when uh, Apu is, uh, who's kind of a horrible person from time to time, trying to <laughs> sell poisoned food and oh, bags yeah. of heady goodness. His eyes bulge a little when he says it. Ooh, a head bag in his <laughs> eyes just expand a little. <laughs> also, just, he just sells quarts of milk little for $12. Pieces dollars. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not great. He's not great. He's better than Mo, but he's he, not He he's upsells not people buying jerky with vodka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give, me t- give me two pounds of jerky. Would you like some vodka with that? <laughs> oh, what the hell, sure. That's one of my favorite episodes. It's, it's the little things. It's the little little animation pieces. Yeah, that little really ticks and things sometimes. that are, yeah. yeah. Um, and, so, and, uh, and what's interesting, too, is like a lot of times I presume they're not purposeful, but it like adds this like kind of character to it that's just... Uh, yeah, I, I'm not saying that one isn't, but I just I know sometimes the animation is just off a bit, but it like adds something to it, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's necessarily like, oh, this will this will be a a great uh, animation choice. Anywho, so uh, any poo, <laughs> so Homer's like, ew, a gross moldy teddy bear. Here you go, Maggie. Bart. Um, hmm? Oh yeah, Bart, Bart. Sorry, Bart says that. Yeah. Maggie immediately takes to it. Yeah, she loves that bear, and uh, pretty quickly the. Um, the news is out that uh, Burns is looking for his bear. Moldy? Old? <laughs> I'm going to get something to eat. <laughs> Pardon me. That's a cough laugh. Oh. Um, <laughs> because uh, uh, after Smithers tries in vain to uh, dress up as Bobo <laughs> for Burns, <laughs> tug at my fur. Um, and they, uh... He decides to like put the word out in a yeah. broader sense. Puts uh, Bobo's face over Millhouse's on milk cartons because I guess Millhouse is missing. What <laughs> happened to Millhouse? I love that story. he's not in this episode at all. Yeah, <laughs> like it, I think it would have been easy to try and like tie that in somehow. Like at the end, have him like, yeah. oh, I was lost or something." But I love that it's just like, "Nope, he's just missing." Yeah, we don't know where he is, and he might never come back. <laughs> well, that's the best part about an elastic universe, right? Mm. Millhouse might be dead in this episode. Probably no. Yeah. But Elastic Universe <laughs> snaps back after 22 minutes. <laughs> but uh, so Homer realizes that it's uh, Burns' bear. Um, after some really great moments. Yes. Uh, oh, falling down the Homer stairs. Homer falling down the stairs is so funny to me. <laughs> I love that that's how Son he discovers it. Yeah. And he just lands on his head. At the bottom of the stairs, just like thud. And that music is playing, yeah. and the lamp falls over to shine the light. Yeah. And I also love the, how long have we had these fish? Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't believe how many pets they have. Yeah. At the end of the day. Or like have had even. Yeah. In their Cat, lives. Cat, a dog, and some fish. Two dogs. Two cats. Two cats. Yeah. Fish. Yeah, an true. elephant. A horse. A yeah. pony. We could go on. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the uh, Ho- uh, Homer decides to, you know, barter with Mr. Burns. Goes to his house. He's like, what do you want for it? And he's like, I can't give you too much. This whole place is falling apart. <laughs> As gold falls on gold him. Gold falls in on him. Yeah. Um, Homer makes sure to reject the first offer. 
And the first offer is it something to drink. <laughs> he just Sorry, leaves. Burns, no he just deal. leaves. <laughs> and then he cracks. Maybe I can still get that drink. <laughs> I can still get that drink. And uh, the fam- family stops him. And uh, eventually Burns shows up at the door, says, you know, what do you want? Just name a price. He says a million dollars. And one of those Hawaiian islands. Three. Oh, wait, three, three, three Hawaiian the good ones. <laughs> Not I don't know why he needs ones. three, yeah. but... Yeah. <laughs> and Burns... Burns is done. I mean, that's chump change to him, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so it makes sense. But then, uh, of course, Maggie doesn't want to give it up. And yeah. Homer realizes it. And with a, you know, very true to Homer's character, I feel, uh, begrudgingly says no deal because it's his daughter's. Um, you know, obviously, he really wants that money, but he also, you know, he knows well enough at this point in the run that doing that would crushes his daughter. Okay, I, I love this episode, but now we're getting to the part where this is why it's morally stupid. This is supposed <laughs> to be the moral of the story that, oh, you should you should reject an offer for a million dollars because your baby likes a teddy bear. Babies <laughs> have no attention span. They're like goldfish. If you remove that teddy bear from Maggie, she will be upset for about 30 seconds, and then she'll move on to something else. If you I took will... that million dollars, even thinking, <laughs> not thinking selfishly at all, right? Just, just <laughs> yeah. thinking about Maggie's future. Now, Maggie has a college fund. Maggie can go to Yale, you know? Maggie can... million dollars. It's a lot of money. And it's easy to say that as a young man without a daughter. I feel like if one day you have a daughter, you might change your mind. I don't think Just I would. Just like you. <laughs> what? Just like you. Just like I will? No, with, when, when that happened to you. Oh, your, with my daughter, daughter, yeah. yeah. If, <laughs> you're saying if you had a dollar, you would... You would if I had a dollar? No. Oh, boy. <laughs> if I had a I dollar. I would do so a much dollar. with a dollar. <laughs> No, because I, I think it's it's. I would it's pay not, for fifteen minutes of parking. <laughs> it's not. It's more about like being unable to bear, co- being the cause of your child's di- unhappiness, whether it's fleeting or not. You still you still don't want to be and like obviously he doesn't just give up. He's not just like you know never will I give this bear to you. He's just like I'm not going to steal this from my daughter. Even at the end of the episode, he says, you know, it's, it's not mine, it's Maggie's. You'll have to, you know, So at the end of the episode, with her. The, the result is the same. They lose the bear, mm-hmm. only now they live in relative poverty again. Mm-hmm. And it's that's, an ending. That's, that's supposed enough. to be, I guess. They, they, I guess they've drawn it's, direct it's commentary an yeah, they, to it. It's an they, ending. What you're saying right now is they bring it up, right? They yeah. bring up how this is like, what was the moral of this yeah, story? Yeah, like, what, what was the point of all that? Yeah. And they're like, it There's doesn't matter. stuff that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Because that happens often with uh, Burns, like, uh, uh, what's the other one where uh, the blood, right, with the blood feud? Yep, when it was just a bunch of stuff that happened. Yep. Um, there's another one, too, I'm trying to remember, because uh, there's been many, basically there's been many opportunities for Homer to get a lot of money from Burns, and mm. it always And of course you poorly. have to reset yeah. at the end of the episode, Elastic yeah. Universe. For sure. Uh, you couldn't, the show would be different if the Simpson family <laughs> were millionaires, but uh, yeah, I just I just felt like they they were trying to convey a moral message that didn't make sense there to me. Okay, I, I think it makes sense to me. I think it makes perfect sense with Homer specifically. I do too. I don't think it was a moral message either. No? No. Like he, it was, it was being conveyed though, especially in the middle of the episode, that he did the right thing, and he even said to Marge, "Marge, you must hate me for not uh, taking that million dollars." And Marge said, "Homer, I don't hate you. I'm proud of you." Really? She's she's proud of him. He could have been providing for his family. I see for, what I see what you're saying. I see what you're money. saying. But this is exactly the the man she married, though, right? This right. is exactly why she married. Really him. stupid, right? Uh, it <laughs> might be it might be really stupid, a very but like, stupid. But like, yeah. as, with as, a good heart. But as far as right. like a short sighted 
simple person that Homer right. at this heart. point is. With a good heart. Right? Um, this is the best thing he could do. Right? This is the best thing he could do. This is the most morally right thing mm. he could do as a man with zero foresight. Okay. Right? Um, that's, that's one of the great things about Homer, especially in the golden era, is he just lives in the moment. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a planner. No. <laughs> he's, not a, he's not a planner, right? And that's one of the, one of the things that, that, that makes it believable that he would uh, go into space one episode and be a, a long-haul trucker the next. Right? Is that he'll do whatever the moment tells him to do. And mm-hmm. in that, the moment told him to say no to three good Hawaiian islands and a million dollars. Yep. Now yeah. his kids can't go to college. What a great father. They, yeah. go, to, they go to college. Lisa becomes president. She does. Well, you know. So if he didn't want <laughs> to bad. Timeline. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, I, like, I, I totally get what you're saying, but I, I, yeah, I think, I think uh, it definitely makes sense for Homer's character, which is why I, I like it. Because I, yeah. I like that he makes that choice, even though it's begrudging. Like, he's not just like, he's like, sorry, never mind. My daughter likes the bear, so see you later. He's like, ugh. Sorry, I think, sorry, I think, Burns. I think he's doing off. it for the right, the right reason. And this is I also not admirable. the first time one of his daughters has gotten in the way of him becoming a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Well, this might be the first time, but it's not the last. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, Lisa turns down a check for twelve million dollars. Oh yeah, with the little slurry, Lisa's, yeah. little Lisa slurry factory. For twelve million dollars. Yep. Yeah, he, and he faints right yeah. away. He has a heart attack. I think oh, right. he has four yeah, yeah. simultaneous heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's like, "That's okay, honey." We could have really used that money. That that twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> uh Dad. <laughs> Code blue. Code blue. Yeah. Uh great, great ending. Great ending to that episode, yeah. Great up. Um so but anyway, so he rejects the deal, and this gives us to act three where it's Burns trying to steal the bear, which gives us some great uh montage of Burns and Smithers attempting robbery. Trying to break in. Their first night, they don't even get inside the house. <laughs> you see Finders, though. Yeah, he's sure he's very Flanders. helpful. Yeah. He, he tries to... <laughs> what does he say? I what can I do? What can I do, do for And then just <laughs> immediately like gasses him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love that. Passes out. Uh, There's no hesitation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, someone's in our way. <laughs> and you mentioned something... Interesting how nice Flanders is. Yeah. How nice Flanders and then how nice Marge yeah. is. <laughs> when they have to rescue them. More the cocoa, day... Mr. Burns? Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's like angry about it. Yeah. Yes, of course I want more cocoa. And then I'll the next you. night, they actually make it inside and use suction cups to stick to the ceiling. And they, Unfortunately. Unfortunately, Homer comes in and spoils their plans by God, eating I love that scene. 64 slices. slices of American cheese. Oh. I don't. Uh, th- that scene is so disgusting <laughs> to me. It really is. It's and kudos to Dan for really selling the s- true Hulk <laughs> one. <laughs> and every time He's I see struggling it, to yeah, finish. Every time I see it, and I see this episode a lot. It's like, why are you still doing it? You hate this. And then Marge comes in. Have you been up all night eating cheese? I, I think, think I'm, I'm blind. blind. Why did you do that? <laughs> I also wonder how many times he's done something similar to this. Because Marge isn't like surprised. She's just like, have you been up all night eating cheese? Well, like, I mean, is this he, something you're doing again? He's eaten, He was eating that, that, that party sub. 
yeah, that was behind the radiator yeah. for weeks, <laughs> right? So, I mean, like, we've seen shit like this before, which is why it's so not out of character. It's, it is completely in so character. Yeah. It's, it's and so it, funny. It, it blinds him. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm blind. That'd be a good, uh, Ife, if you're listening to this. If you could me- maybe tell us any, if there's any medical correlation to eating 64 <laughs> slices of American cheese and blindness, please please write to us. I would like to know. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. I would love to get a uh, professional's professional, opinion on yeah. that. Um, and then the best part as well is when Burns That's a great use of his doctor's Yeah. What's, what's the skills. medical reason for these things yeah. in this cartoon we like? Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But Mr. Burns and Smithers fall, and I love how they just like brush themselves off, and Mr. Burns says, good day to you. <laughs> and just leaves. And they're just like, what? He then proceeds to take over every single uh, cable channel in all of Springfield. And stop the beer supply. Yeah. <laughs> to which Barney has a very, very tragic reaction. Homer, <laughs> give him what he wants. Oh, Barney, leave me alone. <laughs> Slam. Fall. Bang, scream, scream. <laughs> sirens, and then uh oh. <laughs> so Barney killed the woman. Uh, did he or kill a woman or someone that the woman was? Oh next yeah, to, you're right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he killed like uh, Bruce Wayne's father. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. And then uh, we get uh, treated to Mr. Burns' sitcom. Uh, Which is reminiscent of the Honeymooners. Yes, yes. That is a show I would watch right there. <laughs> I love it. So Smithers, much. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> what? Already? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> 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 Mirror's TV What's... gotten worse. <laughs> it's about, it's about the, the same. same. <laughs> oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> and he falls, presumably. Yeah. Um, I love it because it's like not far off from no, some it's not <laughs> laugh track based TV shows. Um, I'm thinking specifically of like How I Met Your Mother, Big Bang Theory, like more of the modern ones. I think where how the I laugh met your track mother... isn't live; it's just can- like it's canned. Oh, yeah. but it's like ever present. Like the audience, the fake audience, oh, never they, stops yeah, they never laughing. St- mm. And that's what like this is reminiscent of because it's like everything they say is hilarious. No, there's a place for jokes. There's a place for setup. <sighs> you gotta so. have pacing. You need time to breathe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's just like, yeah, it's like, I don't know if you, like, because I've been, I, I've been actually rewatching How I Met Your Mother, because um, it's like a good, like, laundry show. Oh, it's you know a I mean? great laundry show. Yeah. Or like, I have, I have an hour before I have to go to work. I don't want to get into anything I'm really invested in, so I can just throw this on while I eat my sub. Yeah. Um, my life is sad. So. Oh, <laughs> that sounds fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But yeah, I don't know if you've watched it recently, but I just, I, I remember hating this part of the show when I watch it, and I still do. And it's just, yeah, it's just like this. Like, it's not even, like, uproarious laughter ever, really. Like, every so often, maybe. But for the most part, it's just like... <laughs> have you ever seen Sports Night? Aaron Sorkin's Aaron Sports, Sorkin's Sports, Sports Night? Night? Ran for two seasons. Uh-huh. And the first season has a laugh track. Weird. You know, if, Nick, have you ever seen an Aaron Sorkin show? I have not. The West no. Wing? The West Wing? Newsroom? No. No? <laughs> Well, let me say this. The only ones they speak very quickly, right? Sorkin's scripts are hugely dense. They're like people talk all the time, and there's no room for pauses. And this is the same for Sports Night, right? Because the man just can't not write mm. monologues. It's a real talkie. Yeah, real talking. Uh, and when there's people laughing, 
you can't hear what they're saying because they're still talking because it's a canned laugh track, right? And it's like, what what is going what is it's the most jarring thing I've ever seen to have a Aaron Sorkin show with a laugh track. Yeah, that's right? weird. And it's not even a comedy. Oh really? It's a like it's a I mean it's a dramatic comedy. Yeah, but I mean right? that's like West Wing too. Like West Wing I would never call a comedy, but it's uh, Sorkin writes comedically. It leans more like the West Wing leans more to drama than it does comedy and Sports Night leans more towards comedy than it does drama, right? Okay. Yeah. Um but Sorkin is in that spectrum where he's always going to be writing witty, right? Yeah. He'll all be always be witty, right? And witty isn't the same as like jokes. Right? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Uh, and when you have a laugh track in there, it's really, it's a huge bummer. Agreed. Anyway, that's enough, out of, that's enough of that. That's <laughs> enough of that. Back on Sitcom track. stuff. Do either of you ever watch um, Reno 911? I no. have, yes. They did a, a great uh, reference to this kind of thing. At the, they were canceled after the fifth season. They came back for a sixth season. And on the first episode of the sixth season, it starts off with a laugh track, right? And they play <laughs> with that whole gag, like, oh, we have a laugh track now. The whole thing's changing until they reveal that it's just it's someone watching TV in the background. There's a laugh oh, track okay. going on. So, yeah. They, it's like uh, a little meta really commentary there. That. That's one of the reasons why I like the show so much is they uh, it has a, a different kind of impro- improvisational style to it, and they completely step away from having a laugh track, Yeah, which I just I can't stand on yeah. those shows. <laughs> laugh, laugh tracks are usually a, a kiss of death for me. Mm. There's only certain shows that it works for for me. Uh, Seinfeld is the only one that comes to mind. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's mostly because just kind of the nature of that show kind of needs it because yep. like it's the, the performers are amazing, but they can't carry the scene enough, uh, specifically Jerry, can't carry the scene enough without some <laughs> pause while he can like smirk at himself yeah he and thinks it's he's so, so he thinks he's funny. so funny and weirdly that makes him funnier to me yeah yeah because <laughs> like i, I actually, don't think he's funny when he delivers the jokes but when he thinks he's funny when he's delivering them i think it's hilarious i i actually find jerry seinfeld very good in that show yeah just because of that yeah exactly it's such a unique yeah uniquely it works especially because he has three other people working with him that are like phenomenal comedic yeah. actor yeah. actors and so he's, it's almost like he's stepping outside of himself and just observing these other people do great comedy and just kind of like being a part of it and like kind of happy he's a part of it. Yeah. It's weird. It's weirdly uh, endearing. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so after all of this, Burns decides he needs to beg mm-hmm. for the bear. So he gets Smithers to do it. Yes. <laughs> Look what you've reduced me to. Snap. Begging by Smithers proxy. Is there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's not it's not Homer's bear. Yeah. He says, you have to talk to Maggie. Yeah. And so he does. Yeah. And uh, he, he basically... He tries, he tries to, uh, to tear it from her, from, from her, <laughs> yeah. from her hands. He's too very weak, so He's he bested cannot. by an infant. <laughs> Which uh, is what a scoop. Yeah. Um, but he also kind of realizes, oh, like, you love the bear, too. And he kind of sees some of himself in her in that moment. You get a really humanizing moment of Burns, which yeah. is rare, but uh, seems to always work really well because it doesn't last long. And because um, it's so rare. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he, he's like, you know, don't do the same mistake I did. Hold on to it. Um, and then is about to give up and leave, and she decides in her heart to give it to him. I think it's a very sweet moment. It is. It works. Yeah, it works nice quite scene. well. Um, and then I'll always be kind and good to everyone. <laughs> I don't have a pencil. I'm sure I'll remember it. Um, and he'll never let Bobo go again. And then we got a little bit of a Planet of the Apes. 
yeah, thing weird going future on. thing. Yeah, which I always like, thought was um, didn't like. I just, I think it's funny, but I I, I was never a big fan of. Um, yeah, I, didn't, I I I guess I never really thought about it too much when when I was a kid. I was just like, oh, that's that's weird and funny, and that's like imaginative. Yeah, Smithers is a dog. Okay. Yeah, it's a little too <laughs> it's a little too off the tone of the rest of the episode. It's maybe, true. Yeah. To go to go I really like sci-fi. Yeah, like that. I feel like they like they got the feeling that they were ending it on too sweet of a note for Burns. Yeah. Right. And they're like, we can't have Burns mm. like happy in bed with a teddy bear at the end of our episode. We need something else, and that's yeah. what they came up with. And it's fine. Yeah. But it's I, I'm sure they could have found something better. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it was the last 10 seconds of the episode. It's yeah. also like, I think it's the weakest part of the episode, mm-hmm. but since it's the last 10 seconds, I don't really care. It's okay, yeah, because yeah. it's met before by such a great episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, this episode was written by John Schwartzwelder, wasn't it? It was. It sure was. Yeah. Um, you wanted to talk a little bit about Mr. Schwartzwelder. Oh, well, my plan, you? my plan was to have um, finished uh, reading his book, The Time Machine Did It, which yeah. I've, yeah. I brought along here, a little show and tell. <laughs> I is it? To, uh, I need to move my face away from the mic for a second. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, is it? A, and you can tell me this once you're back on mic. But uh, is it? Um, is it uh, uh, fiction or is it like based on his writing? It's based right? on a real time machine. <laughs> God damn you! <laughs> is it? Uh, is like it? Is it? Is it a, like is a, it a biography? Of it, is, is it a memoir? It is a kind of a, uh, a private eye uh, detective mystery story okay. with a lot of uh, surrealist comedy elements. Go um, figure. I'm about <laughs> two-thirds of the way through, so I never cool. actually finished it to really talk about it much during uh, How is it episode. so far? So far uh, it's good. I really enjoy yeah. it. I think if you're, when is uh, it, when is it if you're a Simpsons fan, uh, this is one of his older ones. He's done He's done quite a few now. This one says um, copyright 2002. Okay. Mr. John Swartzwelder. Cool. I'll have to check it out. I like, I, I like his writing. Yeah, I actually kind of want to hear that now. Maybe I'll get it on audiobook or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I good. I recommend it. And that that cover art. Whew, oh wow. boy! Oh, gray s- background, crap. pretty snazzy. With black font. I if think it's Times New Roman. I only think our so. viewers yeah. can. I mean, our listeners can. Wow, they didn't see even it. change the font <laughs> default settings on Word. At least it's not twelve point. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, yeah. it's easily visible. Good point. <laughs> Thank you. That wraps up our uh, episode discussion. Yeah. Uh, We, I think we hit on most of the references, but let's quickly go to the references. Get anything we missed? Yeah. Yeah, Let's do that real quick here. Um, Got Planet of the Apes. We got Sheriff Lobo, George Burns, Lindbergh. um, Oh, the uh, the picture of uh, Burns at his birthday party, like the caricature, Mm -hmm. is based on the artwork of uh, Al Hirschfeld. Okay. Who's like a like. Pretty well known for doing those kinds of caricatures mm-hmm. of celebrities. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, do we have a do we have a favorite joke? Do I ever? Yeah, um, I have two I want to mention because we didn't bring them up in the episode uh, synopsis. Uh, one is the bear, the Bobo bear that um, uh, robot. Sorry, robot bear. Oh, the robot bear. That yeah, Frank uh, oh, invents. Great. I love it mostly because, like, I think it's a fine joke until the end when I think it's a hilarious joke. Uh, like, no, I want to live. That's great. <laughs> but what's even better is he crashes through the wall and goes, eh. <laughs> like, just starts making sounds. I, I find it so funny. I like, I like both how um, Professor Frank, he, he designed this bear to be just as cuddly, <laughs> just as cuddly as Bobo. So it was, it was designed for cuddliness. Yeah. And yet he gave it razor sharp claws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a setting that will make him like attack. Yeah. He's, like, oh, he's yeah. supposed to be doing a little dance. So like he hit the wrong <laughs> sequence. But he had that and sequence he, he programmed. Also, he also gave him self-awareness and consciousness. Yes. It was, That's uh, right. As he does to most of his inventions, <laughs> it seems, like Floyd. 
It's yep. invented for scrubbing and scrubbing. Even the auto dialer to a certain extent. Yeah. <laughs> Grows little legs. Yeah, and... has consciousness and like a sense of self preservation. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the other one I want to bring up was the box. I love the the part where he tries to oh, give Maggie yeah. a box instead of the bear, but then like likes it too much himself. Just the no. animation of him kind of like dancing. My box. My box. My box. <laughs> and then like in bed he has it again as a great little callback. He's like hee hee. <laughs> March takes it away. Uh, I love it. Anyway, but I, I mean, obviously, if I had to pick one favorite joke, it's the cheese one. That's I think a classic joke that is just always one of the best. Yeah. Um, I gotta go with uh, have the Rolling Stones killed for yep. this. Oh yeah, for, for this. Time. That's also like, a that great one, one yeah. probably made me bust a gut the hardest. Uh, th- this this <laughs> that whole around. sequence, like that whole song. Yeah, so funny. go to hell, you old bastard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so New York. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Rolling Stones um, are not in this episode at all, which is why it's funny. Yes. Nailed it. Mm. And uh, Nick? Uh, I'm going to say the 64 slices of American cheese joke. Yeah. That's hard to beat. Yeah. Uh, so there's another one, that I don't think we touched on. Um, with uh, There's Nelson and all the bullies. Oh, yeah. And oh, they're surrounding the, the convoluted his reason. And they say, my old man can't, can't get, get a, a beer drink. because his old man won't give a bear to another old man. <laughs> Wait, Let's what, get are, him. what are we getting them for? Look, fellas, the first <laughs> Snapdragon of this season. Forget it. Let's get him instead. <laughs> so that that's a great an, little. That like, gets an honorable mention for me. Yeah, yeah. I like I, that. That's the moment where they could have introduced, where they could have put Millhouse in it, and they don't. That's because they're eh, on the schoolyard. It, it works way better as Martin. No, no, I'm no. I mean, like that's. Oh, that's where, where he could have been. Millhouse could have could have gotcha, popped gotcha. up and been like, "Oh, it's like he's fine," yeah. but. No, no he's, he's still missing. He's missing you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and no one knows because the picture got pasted over yeah. by a bear. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely still missing. Great. Uh, yeah. Well, that wraps up our episode discussion. Shall we close off with a quick round of Beat the Neighbors? Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Who the what? <laughs> <laughs> this is a little game I like to call Beat the Neighbors. So I have uh, Simpsons Jeopardy here, and uh, there's five categories. Uh, each of you are going to get two categories each. Uh, we're starting with our guests. You're going to choose one of the categories. I'm going to go down the line. There's five questions. And uh, so out of ten, you're going to have a score out of ten, and whoever has the most wins. It's just a fun little thing. See if you can beat Greg. I you choose have five seconds to answer. Potent potables. Okay, that's not one of the options. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so your five category options are Lisa Levity, House of Burns, topical, Ooh. Bart's Animal Magnetism, Tattoo You, or The Finer Things. I'm going to go with House of Burns for 600 That's a good choice. You don't need to pick an, an amount, because ah. I'm giving you all of them. Uh, <laughs> your first question. It's the name of Mr. Burns' stately home. Burns Manor? Correct. It's Marge, not Xanadu. <laughs> Marge got drunk at this Burns home affair. I this remember is season this. one. Yeah, oh, this is I never watched deep. season one. That's okay. Uh, it's an employee barbecue. So close. It's it's the company picnic. Ah, oh. it's half a point. Uh, Mr. Burns' bedroom. <laughs> Mr. Burns' bedroom is reminiscent of this film classic, complete with snow globe. Okay, uh, Citizen Kane. Yeah, would have been really weird if you got that wrong. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Burns' son Larry stepped on this foul and needed a paper towel. They just do that to rhyme? He stepped on this foul and needed a paper towel. They mean foul as in bird? Yeah. It's a bird. He so he's some bird. kind of bird he stepped on and needs a towel because of it. 
Oh, uh, it's Rodney Dangerfield. I don't know if that helps. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. Uh, a pigeon. Correct. Oh, sorry, no, wrong. Damn it. <laughs> sorry, it's a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> My brain didn't process the word fast enough, so I heard P. And uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, can you imagine if Alex Trebek, Trebek did, ever did that? Yes. I mean, no. Sorry. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. Take his points away. Take his points away. Uh, all right. Final question in this category. Mr. Burns had a painting of himself holding this large currency denomination. Trillion dollar bill. That is correct. All right. So that is one, two, three point five out of five. Greg? Category choices again. Lisa Levity, Bart's Animal Magnetism, Tattoo You, or The Finer Things? Bart's Animal Magnetism. All right. Bart landed this three-eyed beauty near the nuclear reactor. Blinky the three-eyed fish. Correct. Bart watched as Lance Murdoch failed to jump a shark tank containing this jungle cat. Lions? It was a lion. Correct. Uh, <laughs> ironically, <Half point>. yeah. <laughs> ironically, Bart wanted to live the life of this pet before he was sent to France. Of this pet? Yes. A hamster? Incorrect. It's a frog. Ah. That's why it's ironic. Right. Read the question, or listen to the question. Um, they hatched from eggs found in a robin's nest, and Bart cared for them. Um, they're the lizards. The yeah, I don't know the don't exact. Know the, do you know their line. names? It doesn't have that on here, but I'm wondering if you're. I don't their know names. their names. No. All right. So it's Bolivian tree lizards, yeah. um, but their names were uh, Bart Junior and Chirpy Boy. Right. Do uh, I got a point for that though? Because they're lizards? Lizards is fine. Okay. Uh, Bart rearranged the cod platter sign at the Rusty Barnacle to say this. Cod platter? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, the restaurant's called the Rusty Barnacle? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sounds appetizing, sounds doesn't pleasant. it? <laughs> <laughs> so think of an anagram of cod platter. I don't know. Uh, cold pet rat. Okay. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. All right, Nick. Your last category is either going to be Lisa Levity, Tattoo You, or The Finer Things. The Finer Things. All right. The Finer Things. At the Springs... Sorry. At the Springsonian Museum, Homer thought he <laughs> was being erased by this artist. Uh, don't know. Who is Matt Groening. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, at a, my feeble brain. <laughs> At a book festival, she rebuked Lisa's interpretation of her book, The Joy Luck Club. Mm, don't know. It was Amy Tan. Don't even... I, is that a, that's a real book, right? The Joy Luck... Yeah, it's a it, super it, sad movie. It's a real oh. book. I didn't know it was like, a real yeah. book. It's painfully sad. Um, she played Astrid Weller, art gallery owner. So it's a celebrity voice guest. I got nothing. Yeah, I don't remember this either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Isabella Rossellini. That's your answer. Yep. So this pop artist swiped a boat, a light bulb, and a packet full of food. I think it means packet full of food. Yeah, probably. Oh, man. I don't know, so I'm going to have to Can just I go in for the steal? Say Andy Warhol. Incorrect. What's the steal? Jasper Johns. Correct. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Some artist, apparently. My list of pop artists. Is that from is the... Pretty, uh, pretty, the uh, one where he, where he becomes a modern artist? Rage art, yeah. Yeah, okay. I hate that episode. Sure you do. Uh, <laughs> and final question. Though well, Wellesian voice of the brain, he provide Pulitzer Prize winner Eudora Welty's Belch. So there's a lot of information there, but basically do you know the actor who voiced the brain on Pinky and the Brain? 
I'll give you a clue. He also voices several characters on Futurama. I sure don't, Alan. <laughs> can I go in for the steal? You can steal if you like. Maurice LaMarche? Correct. <laughs> um, yeah, Maurice LaMarche actually uh, does a great Orson Welles impression. Does too. an amazing yeah. Orson Welles. Everybody who listens to this, look up the brain doing Orson Welles. It's one of the yeah. funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And also look up, uh, uh, was it South Country Peas or something? I don't know, some pea commercial. Yeah, that Orson Welles, that actually, Orson Welles actually did. Yeah. If you find that, it's so funny, and then you can listen to Maurice LaMarche basically do an impression of that, and it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's unreal. It's he's, ba- he's basically like, <laughs> he's, he's doing the commercial and being like, are you serious about this? <laughs> this is terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> he's just like getting mad at the writing. Yeah. something I can't need start in my life. a sentence with is. <laughs> All right, so it looks like it's probably going to be a runaway because... I think I've already won. You've already won. Oh, God. So I will save the other <laughs> categories for the next the next episode. Um, but that has been Beat the Neighbors. Haven't been beat yet. Well so, done, Greg. Well done. In two, two iterations. So yeah. we'll see what happens well, in the future. Yeah, we'll see. But the point of that was more for fun rather than... Uh, trying to make a fool of Nick, so don't take it that way. <laughs> we got him. Well, thanks right. for coming on, Nick. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Glad glad it's we got been, to uh, make it to the episode you want. It's won. been a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, buy War Bonds. <laughs> All right. Are you, you are heard you, it here first. Do you tweet? Are you on Twitter? No, I don't, I don't, I don't tweet. All right, never mind then. <laughs> You're not going to get the TBN bump. Uh, Whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see Greg perform in a play, if you live in Calgary or if you're visiting, you can go to uh, Princess Island Park. And uh, seven p.m. Seven p.m. That's the time. We're back there this Wednesday, and, and the performance is uh, free by donation. That's right. Um, so you know, go enjoy some Shakespeare in the park. Uh, the play Hamlet. Maybe you've heard of it. And uh, see Greg get killed. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to email us to talk to us or leave a comment on our Facebook page, you can do that. Uh, if you want to leave us an email, the address is the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And Twitter is bad neighbors pod. Sweet. And uh, next episode, we will be talking Treehouse of Horror number four <laughs> with uh, special guest resident horror expert Ryan Reese. Who hates that we call him that, but that's why we <laughs> so don't stop. So we will call him that till the end of that's time. That's right. <laughs> so look forward to that. It'll be Halloween in the summer. Yeah, I'm excited. Halloween in August. And uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah, I think so. Thanks for listening, everybody, and keep watching the ski. Thank you.